So, Jelly, does anyone ever ask you two questions? How long does it take to make an app? Or the other one is, why is this update taking so long? I've had, I, I have been asked that before, occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. I get asked those two things a lot. So, normally how long does it take to make an app is from either random people that have emailed me or normally family members. They're like, I've got this idea for an app. I, I want it to, you know, send man to the moon and to Mars and to maybe like, you know, round trip them, blah, blah. How, how long do you reckon that takes? A week? Two weeks? You know, how much do I need? <laughs> do, you, do you get that from my family? Because I mean, obviously they know like, or even better question, do you tell people you're in the app business when you, when you meet people or do you just like, yeah. I make books? Yeah, I feel, I feel a while a while back Mel and I went to a, a, a I think it was a family reunion. I forget what it was. It was a, it was on her side, a savage family reunion. <laughs> I love that uh, last night. <laughs> <laughs> and we met, uh, we met some people there and, um, one lady in particular had this great idea for an app. She wouldn't tell me what it was. Oh, that's the other type of person who's like, I can't tell yeah. you because then you, yeah. you'll make it and then I won't be the minion there. You will. Yeah. And she's like, how long, how long would this take to make? I'm like, I, I don't even know what, what, <laughs> what your idea is. Uh, you can't, you can't ask that question. I think I got out of it by just telling her, no, you know what you should do? You should learn how to develop. You're never, you're never too old to learn how to develop. Oh, that's a good answer. Just like yep. you learn how to do it and I'll walk slowly backwards. <laughs> uh, she left me alone for the rest <laughs> of the night. It's so probably because I called her old. Oh, that's harsh. Harsh jelly. Especially at a savage like family reunion. You sure you want to try yeah. that on? Because, yeah. uh, you know. These people, they are savages. Yes, they will savage you. <laughs> Uh, Mel's going to kill me. Can we continue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. So anyway, like if you ignore family members, like we get this from, I don't know, what you, I don't want to call them users. Let's call them customers. We get this from our customers mm-hmm. a lot who mm-hmm. uh, they're very excited about new things that we work on. And sometimes we tell them about the new stuff that we're working on way too early. They'll say, oh, is there an update for Pocket Cast iOS coming? And if you rewind back to June of 2015 when people were asking this question, I'm like, yeah, there is. We should start that. And so we told them, yeah, we're just, you know, we're starting on that now. We're really excited about it. So our expectation back then was, you know, this will be about a three-month process. We're going to do like a, a fairly major update, but not sort of too much stuff. We'll be done by September, you know, latest October, and then we'll be able to ship it. And the problem yep. is, is like a lot of things, you know, came up in between. Think Other things we had to work on, like more things we added to the app. Um, I guess different things we introduced. And now we find ourselves, when we're recording this, it's March, and we still haven't shipped the new version of Pocket Cast. So our customer's favorite question still is, when is the new version of Pocket Cast for iOS coming out? Like, have you ever had sort of similar things from, from your customers? I do, I do get that. I, I get that all the time. I, and sometimes, sometimes they say it without saying it. Does that make sense? Like somebody will, somebody will say, Oh, just, just make this feature. I'm like, do you realize how long <laughs> that'll take? Somebody, somebody the other day said, "Oh, you should put you should put um, you know the Twitter feed back into GIFWrapped." I'm like, "Do you do you understand how much ev- like how much work is in that? <laughs> I've got to write a video transcoder, and I've got to like hook into the Twitter API again, and like, not no, to no, mention no, all just, the UI stuff." Just and, a checkbox. Yeah. We we had the funniest one. Um, this guy's been emailing me 
um, for a few weeks now. And so, you know, sometimes you get people that email you, they're like, I really want this feature, like I'll give you 50 bucks. And you're like, I don't think you realize how the App Store works. <laughs> like it, it doesn't work $50 like per feature. It takes a wow. lot longer. But uh, this guy is funny. He started off, he's like, I'll give you $1,000 if you put this in. I'm like, that is a decent amount of money, but we're still not going to put this in. And since then, he's upped his offer, I believe, to $4,000. Like I don't know how serious this guy is, but he's like, I want this feature. Just give me a PayPal address. I'll deposit $4,000 in there and and you'll give me this feature. I'm like, no, no, this is this is not how it's working. Jeez. Yeah, that's the craziest you know person we've ever had in that is That is probably the most out there that I've ever heard. <laughs> so, yeah, if you make a podcast app and you want to make $4,000, just add four times playback in, people. That's That's my tip to you. But the thing is like I find this a hard question to answer because people on Twitter especially, they want like a concise answer. They want to know like in 140 characters, like why is this update not out? And there's just like a million different reasons like that I could sit here in real life. Like one is, you know, we're doing a lot of sort of new big stuff. We're reworking a lot of the app. That takes time. You know, we we tried out a few things that we didn't particularly um, like and we had to roll back and do different things. You know, that takes time. We've beta tested some things that, you know, that seemed really amazing to us and then we got feedback from our beta testers, which is what you want. That's the whole point of the process. But then we yeah. changed stuff based on that and then – you also had, you know, Apple introduced this new language called Swift that they were kind of pushing really heavily. And I guess last year is when, when that started to become stable enough to use and people were, you know, saying, well, this is the future and this is what you get on board. And I made the mistake of thinking, you know, I might just write the new stuff that I do in Swift. You know, if I make a, a new class or a new view or whatever, I'm going to write that in Swift. I'm going to leave the rest in Objective-C. But the problem is once you get so deeply into Swift, it's very tempting to just look at a class and go, well, that's yeah. There's only a hundred lines of code there. Like, why? Why do I have to put that in my mapping file? Why do I have to do? Why don't I just write that in Swift as well? And it starts to balloon out. And I think we're at the point now where sixty or seventy percent of Pocket Cast is actually written in Swift. Which that was not my original plan. My original plan was maybe like ten or fifteen percent. Hey, why don't why don't you just like finish the other forty? That can't take that long, right? <laughs> How long would that take? Yeah. <laughs> This is, this is the other crazy thing, right? So you, you and I, we both, I guess Shifty Jelly is slightly bigger than, than Jelly Incorporated, but it's, it's the same sort of concept where the person doing the programming, in, in this case, you know, Phil and I, in your case, you, has other stuff to do as well. So I don't, I don't yeah. just sit down at like nine o'clock in the morning, code till like six and then go home. Like you've got to, there's a million other things you've got to do as well. Like how much time do you reckon in a typical day you actually get to, to actually type into a keyboard and program? So we talked about this on mobile couch a while ago, I guess. And I, we were talking about how like, like not even, I reckon that not even half of my time is actually spent writing actual code. Not even half. Yeah. Because there's a whole bunch of other stuff that has to go into it. There's a design time where I have to spend that time designing. Obviously you guys have a designer, but you know, there, there is time spent, you know, discussing that stuff with your designer on your end. Oh, definitely. At the very least. I, I mean, there's also like the businessy stuff that you have to take care of. You know, sometimes I have to do tax returns. I can't, I can't write code while I'm also doing tax returns. It, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. The, the, the tax man doesn't appreciate the, the ATO form filled out in Swift. It's like, hmm. And then even assuming that I do have Xcode open and I'm sitting there, like theoretically writing code, I'm not actually, I might not necessarily actually be writing code. I might be considering, you know, the like a problem that I've run into or and spending time trying to work that out. Um, like the actual code itself, it doesn't get written super fast. It's not it's not one of those magic things where you just kind of like 
magically whack the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> and just uh, suddenly get an app that works perfectly. Yeah, I know. I think sometimes people see the, you know, movies like the Facebook movie where they're like taking like, you know, massive like swigs of like whatever whiskey or whatever they're drinking and they're just coding like long into the night. It's not yeah. really how it works. I think I'm the same. I probably spend about half if, if that sort of coding. And then you've got all these other things that you do. I mean, we also have other projects as well. And I think, see, this is the other bit that feeds into it is, is if I remember me back in, June of 2015, I was fairly confident we were going to be finished in September. And I think the other thing we suck at a lot in the IT industry is just estimating the amount of time something's going to take. Like mm. you lay out a task and you break it down into subtasks and you think, oh, this will take this long and then that's roughly and then you add it all up and you're like three months. And then six months later you're sitting there and you're like, hmm, like what What happened to my three months? Do you get that as well? I do get that. I totally get that. I was supposed to ship an update for GIFWrapped like late last year. And here we are in in March, March, April. April. It's actually April, isn't it? Yeah, you know, some some month of the early part of the year. And I, yeah, I I just recently actually threw out all the work that I had done over the last six months and started it again. Wow. So, okay, <laughs> yeah. we, we've got to delve into this. What what made you make that decision? I don't know. It's, it's sometimes it's I I think it's just sometimes really hard that I you know as a like as an alone developer. Like I will get into my, I'll, I'll get stuck in my head about something, or uh, you know, I'll I'll feel like I've kind of you know gone down the wrong path and gotten stuck, and I just have to get back out and fix the problem. And it's it's really hard to it's really hard to kind of uh, you know see your way out of that when you're alone, and you so you can sit there and look at the code all you like, and it won't necessarily show itself. But at the end of the day, I felt like I felt like I probably bit off more than I can chew. So I've kind of taken a step back. All the all the work that I've done in the last six months isn't like disappeared. That's the magic of um, version control. But I can kind of start again and um, maybe kind of incrementally find my way there, way back there, without kind of trying to dive in the deep end, so to speak. Yeah. See, I reckon this is another thing that I don't know if it's a mistake, but it's it's a trap we often fall into. Is that um, we'll start off with a very small. Um, set of features that we're doing. Yeah. And then we'll just slowly add things to it. We'll be like, well, you know, while I'm reworking this, it kind of makes sense to do like this screen as well. And like, oh, now that I've reworked this screen, we should probably drop this in as well. And mid, mid sort of like that process, like, you know, there'll be emails coming and people are like, oh, this is broken. And you'd be like, oh, that is broken. I should fix that. So then that fixes in there. Like all these extra features are in there. Like there's more and more things that you're adding. And suddenly you look back and you're like, whoa. Like I have created a monolith of a of a release when my original plan was to you know spend two weeks and and put out like a point one. Dude, I'm sure you get that as well. I I do get that, and then you end up with the the problem of oh, and I've changed all these you know really major things yeah. that like I need to actually put some sort of migration you know some migration code in place for. So I guess I better sit down and write that. And then, like, that takes another month or so because it's just like, you know, you've got all these kind of ins and outs that you got to deal with. And it just continues to grow and grow and grow. And you still haven't released anything. And oh, dear God, where <laughs> did my life go wrong? Yeah. And I've got to say that the rewrite is, is so tempting. Like, as a developer, when you look at something and you realize there's a better way that you could have done it. And I think you trick yourself for a little while. You're like, ah, oh, if I had done this, it would save me too much time. And then you start thinking, you're like, what if I rework it now? Like I could actually, I could do it properly. Like everything is yeah. going to be so much cleaner. I can pull in a lot of the old code, so it shouldn't take a long time. And uh, suddenly you find yourself in the middle of a rewrite that you've convinced yourself to do. And yeah, it's improving the quality of the code for sure, but it always takes longer. And there's always 
um, the case that you just introduced new bugs as well, like you know, yeah, exactly. Like, or you've reintroduced old bugs <laughs> yeah, that I do you've that like, as well. you've like, <laughs> you, you had already solved in your old code base, but because you decided to write it again with none of the context that you had when first you first wrote it, uh, you just like, oh yeah, I'll do this instead. But that you'd already kind of dealt with that previously, yeah. And that's that's kind of the nature of software development. I actually heard it kind of compared to design work in a way that really makes a lot of sense. Um, because I, as you as you know, uh, I I worked I've worked at a, a design agency, and the designers tend to do a lot of work on things for for print, right? Like you know, design a book or design a flyer or design posters or what whatever. Yeah. The thing about those kind of uh, those kind of workflows is that you work for a while and then it's done and it's complete and you never have to look at it again. <laughs> Theoretically, it goes out to the like you know it goes out it goes put gets put up on a wall or in a bookshelf or or whatever, and you can wash your hands of it and move on. Yeah, software isn't like that. Software is ongoing. You commit to a software project and theoretically it could continue forever, forever. Yeah, no, I definitely can. I mean, if you look at Pocket Cast for example, that. We started that, I think, in 2010. and Exactly. Yeah, it's now 2016. You know, that's six years later and things have changed so much. Like so much of the frameworks have changed, so much of the way we do developments changed. And there are still, there's not many, but there's still some places in the code where, um, you know, you see the copyright header and it's like 2011, 2012, and you're like, whoa, like I wrote that a long time ago. The, the length of time something can be around is often like, I think pe- people just misunderestimate it. They think... Oh, uh, if I write this, you know, in six months I can write a new one. And then they find themselves five years later and that thing that they wrote, you know, is, is still in production. It's, it's still running around. And that's like, that's part of why I think that estimating that time at the beginning is really hard because you, you don't know. A lot of the times, like you, for, for old code that you've already dealt with and you're having to like update or whatever. I mean, it's been a long time since you looked at it, so you've kind of forgotten, all, like I said, all the context that surrounds that code. So, getting it, like updating it or putting this new feature into it, you, you have to spend a bunch of time, uh, additional time, just kind of refamiliarizing yourself with it, which which is hard, which is which is really hard. It's not like riding a bike; you can't just jump back on it and suddenly you know how to do it. No, I definitely get that. And sometimes you see things that you've done, and you're like, "Oh, that doesn't look right." And then you pull it out, and the whole thing falls apart. And you're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, there was a reason yeah. I put that in there." So, I mean, we can talk about you know more about estimation and stuff. But are there things that you've picked up that sort of speed up the development process? Because we're starting to, and I guess we have for a while, like learn a few lessons of like, okay, next time we do this, like this is what we have to do. And the two biggest things I've picked up, you know, most recently is one to try and do just like small feature sets. So instead of like, this is 6.0 and it's amazing, we've changed everything to be more like, hey, this is like 6.1 and we, you know, we changed a few screens, we cleaned up some stuff and here's like one new feature. And then just try and do, definitely, yeah, yeah. try and do more that, more of that over time. I I guess the, the opposite is like what we're doing at the moment is like a monolithic release, I think is the word for it, is that, there's so much stuff going into it that, yeah, it's exciting when you put it out there and people see it and they're like, whoa, everything has changed. But at the same time, if everything has changed, then, you know, you're basically going to have to spend as much time as you would to, you know, develop the app from scratch. Exactly. And that's that's exactly the reason why I kind of threw everything that I'd worked on over the past six months out the door. 
I realized that it was getting so monolithic and that I was just kind of creating more and more problems for myself. Like I said, I, I mean, I haven't even started working on like the migration work for that, uh, for that particular release. And it was going to take a long time in and of itself. And so I just, rather than trying to a- attack that, I, going back and starting from where the current release is and just kind of iterating out a new, like, you know, 1.2.3 build, 1.2.4 builds, and <laughs> kind of going through that process. It's a lot easier, partly because just like even psychologically, like it's easier because you don't have like the weight of all this kind of work. And did I forget something? Did I like, you know, did I manage to fix that problem? Um, have I, you know, have I nailed everything or did I forget to put something into my, my, you know, to do list? That sort of psychological thing, I feel like is it, it helps kind of speed up the rest of my time because I don't have, I don't have that weight sitting over me. And I'm not really good at kind of, uh, I don't know that I'm really good at, at, um, managing that. I'm still trying to figure out the balance there. But yeah, that's definitely, I, th- I feel like that's definitely part of the solution is to kind of focus on small changes, not on like, we changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I reckon, that a lot of customers prefer that as well. Like if they have an app that they really like using and they use it regularly, it's it's a lot less jarring to see that sort of change slowly over time yeah. than it is to get yeah. a brand new version. Everything looks different. Even if the new version is like objectively better, I think sometimes that can be a bit of a slap in the face. You're like, whoa, like this app that I really love using, like everything about it has changed. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Um, one of the other things that I can uh, that I've I try to do is learning from experience and like not necessarily re-implementing the st- same stuff over and over again. One of the things that I did with the you know m- monolithic release was to uh, swap everything over to to my own kind of Dropbox authentication framework as opposed to using the Dropbox SDK, which is soon to be deprecated anyway. Because all I use that for is authentication so that you can log into Dropbox anyway. So why even bother having the whole SDK in there? I wrote a thing and I brought it like I just basically brought it back with me and implemented that uh, in place of the other thing uh, in the new, new. <laughs> the new, new. <laughs> new, new build uh, in like two hours, like not even any time. And it took me probably a week two weeks to actually get that like nailed like fully. So I feel like, you know, having that kind of spending that time and making sure that you spend that, spend your, the actual time working on something wisely, you can kind of make use of that later. And I guess that's part of where like writing um, third party libraries and stuff like that comes in. It's just a matter of like making sure that you don't lose that knowledge over time. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think the other major thing that I'm starting to learn, and I suspect I've always known, I'm just trying to get better at, is like managing expectations. So the whole thing is like if you think of yourself as an external customer, like you don't sit inside our office like every day. You don't see the things you write on the whiteboard. You don't see the progress we're making. All you see is that it's been, you know, X months since the last update. And maybe if you're a hardcore fan, you might follow like, you know, you or me on Twitter. And you're like, oh, what's Russell up to? And I think the problem is sometimes, you know, people see me tweeting about, you know, some new Android phone that I have or they see me like I'm I'm somewhere and I've taken a picture of something. Like let's say, you know, we go out for Friday lunch or whatever and there's a picture of me like with a beer. And yeah, I, I, I see the tweet sometimes. People are like, shouldn't you be working on Pocket Cast? Like what the hell are you doing? Like why are you playing with Android phones? Like have you forgotten us? And I think because 
that's the only view people have into your life, that it's really hard to strike a balance between I want to give you enough information so that you know what's going on and you you are starting to expect that something's coming versus yeah. versus like at the same time like I also want some privacy just just kind of leave me alone and also like if I give you too much information and then something goes wrong or a date slips now I've set the wrong expectation like we actually wrote a blog post that said hey um you know pocket weather is going to ship like this time pocket cast is going to ship before the end of the year we managed to get pocket weather out but obviously pocket cast didn't come anywhere close to shipping to the end of the year but we'd written it in a blog post and the only reason we wrote that blog post is because people kept asking like when is it coming when is it coming we're like okay realistically if we want to give ourselves enough time we say it's coming before the end of the year we should be able to hit that you know we didn't hit that and now people are you know i wouldn't call them angry but they're they're definitely like frustrated i guess and frustrated yeah and for a reason because we told them it's coming at this time yeah and it's not and that's yep. that's kind of that's yeah that's something I'm still trying to learn how to you know deal with effectively. Yeah, I, I I feel I feel like I'm pretty good at not leading people's expectations. I feel like I'm that I'm good at that. <laughs> I probably am not good at that at all. I do try to be like both positive and also realistic at the same time, and that that can be a really difficult. Uh, like that is a really difficult thing to kind of. Uh, walk the line so to speak it's because too much positivity actually does lead people into believing that something is happening something is coming something is you know whatever um and everything is good everything is good uh but at the same time like the realistic view might be not that way at all yeah and i think the other hard thing for people to grasp is that no one wants like our apps to be released more than like i do like Oh, yeah. If there's anyone who wants to see, like, you know, the latest version of Pocket Cast, you know, get finished and be released to the store, it's me. Like, I'm number one in that queue. Just yeah. be like, and sometimes I can weigh you down as well. You're like, oh man, like, oh, it does. How's this not finished? Like, yeah. And that is exactly the reason why, like, why it, you're the one that wants to get it out the most because that much time, like, so much time spent on, you know, developing a build, like, oh man, this, the six, six months, like, probably even, is it longer now? I don't even know. I, my perception of time is all messed up. <laughs> is it night? Oh wait, it's not, it's, it's, it's night time now. <laughs> this, like, as the time kind of continues on, every day is just gets a little bit harder, a little bit harder, a little yeah. bit harder. And you don't necessarily notice it, but all of a sudden you just kind of like, Oh, do I have to? <laughs> do I really have to? And it also kind of becomes this thing where, like I said before, you go to like, you know, I kept putting off my, like the beta for, for this new version because I was like, Oh, I just need to get this thing done. And then like, I feel like it might be pre- like, you know, presentable. And then it's like, Oh, wait, no, no, I need to get that done too. Oh, I guess. Oh, and there's that other thing that I forgot about. Right. And it just becomes like suddenly all these kind of to-dos that you have just become like these kind of uh, giant weights that you're dragging behind you as you're trying to do. Do I, it's really, it, I mean, this is kind of, this is like therapy session for me. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what it sounds like? Yeah. I'm just going to whine about my life. I a mean, bit a little more. bit. I, I, one release that I found for that is we did something different this, this time around where we started the beta before the app was finished. So normally we don't beta stuff until it's feature complete. This time we beat things like when, you know, the entire bits of the interface weren't done. And my whole motivation there was I just need people to see that stuff is moving along. And I find it motivating that 
you know, maybe there's only 100 people in, in our beta or whatever, but those people get to see that, you know, every single day or every single week there's like a new build coming out, like stuff is moving, um, you know, I'm getting comments on it. And while, sure, the other 100,000 customers or whatever we have, like they don't see that, it, there's still something about it which is, is better than nothing. Like it just makes you feel good that, you know, that, that things are progressing. Yeah, I, I feel like that you're right in that regards. Like um, I, I think... And especially in a case like mine where I, I can spend so much time in my office by myself. And I know that sounds really weird. I don't have any accountability. I mean, sure, I've got users out there that like, that, but they're faceless. Yeah, like they don't know, have, yeah. they're not, they're not necessarily real. I know, I know they're real. Like <laughs> they are real and I, you know, I love them and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, like when I'm sitting here at my desk swamped with code and, you know, all the troubles of, of life, like they didn't even figure into like the 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 problem that I have, which is you know this giant release that I'm trying to work on. I feel like having that sort of uh, interaction, like having the direct interaction where they're suddenly like they're right there, even if it is only in a Slack channel. It's it's somewhat accountability, but it's also kind of that you know they're they're like, they're just so close. I guess if that makes sense, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean it does make it more real. It makes you feel like that if you had like a stick of dynamite. And you were to put it in that room and light it, that yeah. you know that you're all there together. Like it's so close that I bet every single one of those beta <laughs> testers could hear the boom. 